Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Hey, everybody. What is going on? Today is Saturday. It is the 28th of April, 2018. I'm coming at you once again from the mobile studio. Let's go ahead and get our contact info posted, and then we'll jump in with the first part of the show. I have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. I also have the email address, so if you would like to send an email or if you would like to record your own audio and send that to me, the email address is firearmscafe at gmail.com, all one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. Over on the website, which is firearmscafe.com, I do have buttons for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. And there is also a PayPal donation button if you're ever so inclined. Anything that you would send would be greatly appreciated. All right, I think that's kind of about it for our housekeeping stuff. Some of the things we're going to talk about, and I will probably talk about this in more detail on the second part of the show, which will probably, hopefully, be done in the house, but uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about some politics and kind of what's going to happen or what I think may happen come 2018. Uh, But before doing that, what we'll do sort of in our mobile segment, I did go out to the range again. Uh, This time I didn't keep the the targets or anything. Uh, You know, I've kind of posted enough pictures of those uh, up on Instagram and stuff like that. But so I took the Glock out again. And and again, I have the the Trijicon RMR that's on there and it's on the outer impact mount and so far from what I can tell I haven't seen any movement Uh, and so this is getting to be a a little bit more of a long-term test and I've kind of lost the round count but I I gotta say I'm, I'm probably at least maybe 350 by now and I, I'm not seeing any shift in zero that I can tell. I did mark the screws with a silver Sharpie pen. I'm not seeing anything back out. I'm not feeling any movement on the plate. I'm still not seeing any side-to-side stuff. And this has also come with not only just going to the range, uh, but also carrying the gun uh, with me concealed. So... It's been on my person, so you know when I when I drive around in the truck and stuff like that, the gun is on me, so there is pressure sort of on that plate. But uh, like I said, it's it's a uh, it's held up quite well so far, and I know this isn't a super long term review of it, and we can kind of keep tabs on it. Uh, like I said, I do want to. Uh, well, I guess I should like I said in previous shows. I still want to try a, a loophole Delta Point Pro, but again, I'm going to have to maybe wait till something like that comes on sale. Uh, luckily, all I'll have to do is just take the Trijicon off and put the loophole on, 
and get that stuff kind of dialed in and then we'll sort of we'll kind of go from there and see what that does as far as when I'll ever be able to get one I don't know I do want to sort of save up some money on that stuff and we'll kind of see how that goes and like I had said earlier this week when I put out a little bit of a show with Backpage kind of being gone, I haven't really seen anything that has sort of jumped up to fill the void of that. Uh, there's really not sort of a, fl- a free classified type thing. So we'll have to kind of wait and see. Now, having said that, generally, I, I don't tend to buy too many optics type stuff. I'll generally we'll go ahead and buy guns off of there or sell guns because generally those won't be counterfeit and you can kind of tell right away whether they've been abused you know so much by taking them apart and things like that so anyway uh, and i i some people will say oh well sometimes you can find a good deal on ebay but i'm kind of worried about getting a fake so i would rather just pay a normal price or pay a good sale price for one rather than getting something off ebay Although I may try, and of course this doesn't help me with selling some of my stuff, but I may try uh, getting some stuff on off of GunBroker. Generally, I think those are pretty reputable. I have bought some stuff off GunBroker. Now, the things that I bought were not FFL items. Uh, they, I think I, I think I talked about it before that I had bought a a uh, 22 long rifle barrel that was threaded. It was one of the, I think it's Talo, I guess that's how you pronounce it, T-A-L-O, uh, a version that guy had had uh, bought one of those, but then he wanted to have a heavier barrel on there, or a different barrel, and so he put that on for sale. And so I bought that, and it ended up being cheaper than I could have taken my existing barrel, which had plenty of length on it, but it would have, uh, it was cheaper than me taking it to a gunsmith, having them uh, thread the end of the barrel for me and make me a, uh, a, a cap on there. So anyway, I may end up doing something like that if I can find one. Generally, though, on GunBroker, the, the, the prices are a little high. You don't generally find too much stuff uh, that's a really good price for you. You know, in the past, I was looking to get some of the different slides for the Glock and things like that. And it's kind of like, eh, boy, I don't, you know, I couldn't really find too much of a good price on something like that. So, anyway, uh, let's see, kind of floating back around to the RMR. I'm still pretty happy with it. I don't think that... It does as good as I kind of want it to do sort of in a low light situation because I think that the circuitry or the sensor maybe gets a little confused. Uh, Some of the tests that I've done around uh, in the house and then gone out in the backyard when it's in the evening, when it's low light, sometimes it will kind of flicker a little bit and it's not, uh, and I think it's because it's trying to adjust. It's not that the the battery is loose or there's anything like that. So as I'm just moving it around a little bit, and I've never experienced the flicker. Um, And and like I said, I think what's happening is it's not like a 
a thing where it goes on and off. It just it dims way down and then almost shuts itself off and then it kind of maybe comes back up again. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in total darkness, if the if the light kind of goes out or if there needs to be some sort of ambient light or you know who knows. Maybe it's a a, a flaw in the particular RMR that I that I have. And mine was sort of that first generation stuff, but like I talked about before, I had done some stuff where I did some of the fixes with it. Uh, however, um, some people may say, "Well, you know, why not try and, and sell that and then go over to the cost of the of the loophole?" And you know, I may end up doing something like that, or I may put that red dot on one of my 22 long rifle pistols that I have and get it set up for that um, you know something that wouldn't necessarily maybe be a, a thing that I would want to depend on for a self defense thing so I think and here's the thing I think if I if I was set on that RMR and I said well I'm going to go ahead and use this for my carry gun I would probably at that point maybe sell that one that I have now and then use the money that I get from that sale to go to buying, let's say, either a, a Delta Point Pro or towards buying a RMR where I could actually adjust the stuff. And, of course, as time goes by and as Trigicon and as Loophole and other companies kind of get more feedback and as more and more people use them they can say oh okay here's where we need to fine-tune some stuff and here's where we need to do some other things now kind of talking about going to the range what I'm gonna probably try and do this coming week and I uh, hopefully I'll be able to do it is I want to go back to the range this like I said this coming week I haven't taken the um, the HK, the VP9, I, with, that has the laser on it, and I haven't shot that. I have. I had a, a laser bore sight, and actually, that's something that I did get from eBay for. Geez, it was twenty some odd dollars, so it was cheaper than you can get. And it's the laser light S S some SB1 or something like that. Anyway, um, I got that figuring, well, I can kind of bore sight some of the other guns that I have or kind of do some things to do it. So uh, we'll see how that goes, and I'll have to make some adjustments while I'm at the range. But I kind of want to see how that's done. I've got the um, the range, I guess, or the uh, thing where, where point of aim and point of impact is at around probably 25, 30 feet. I'll have to fine-tune that a little bit more going in and I'm also curious to see at the range uh, uh, when I do it at different distances is it really going to make that much of a difference and uh, again I've talked about it a little bit before but for some of you guys that if you've never had a laser it, it sits under the bore and so what you're having to do and this is going to be sort of a gross exaggeration but you're basically having to tilt that laser up uh, to where wherever you've got it set, it's going to uh, its course will impact. The, so where the the laser goes and then the bullet goes, 
will impact each other. So what that means is those are set up for a certain distance. So let's say if you use 30 feet. Well, at 10 feet, you're actually going to be shooting as the laser is going up. It hasn't intersected at that 10 feet with where the bore is. So you would actually shoot a little bit under uh, closer and at further distance away as you go further past that 30 feet that you've set the laser is still sort of pointing up and, and if you think of it as sort of traveling in an upward direction you're going to start to if you're using the laser only as a as as your your aiming system it's going to start to shoot maybe a little higher than what you would want now again at at 10 or 15 feet it's not like it's going to be eight inches under and at probably 40 feet or 50 feet it's not going to be again eight inches over but i am curious to see sort of how it does i'm also curious to see with long-term testing of it and using it does it sort of hold zero for me does it and within reason, I'm not expecting to have everything go uh, in, into the same hole or everything, you know, making a, a, a four-leaf clover stuff when I'm shooting. But what I want to see is, is it can it maintain itself after it's been fired a bunch? Or is it one of these things where if I say, oh, okay, about once every six months, I need to make sure that I'm getting down to the range, making sure that it's... It's, uh, it's centered in and it's where I need it to be. Also, I'm curious as far as battery life, um, with the laser that I have on there, it's the green laser. And it is, and I, uh, I can't remember the nomenclature of it all. When I do part two, maybe I'll, I'll go ahead and talk to you guys about it a little bit. But I'm curious to see how long will this stuff last. It's not a deal where it's on or it's a, a, a motion thing or anything like that. It is the kind where if you had a magnet in your holster, you take it out of the holster and you can set it up to where it turns itself on. So each time you draw it, uh, the light or the laser, and in this case, case it's a combination. The way I have it set up, I've got the laser that pulses and I've got the light. The light isn't super bright, but it is plenty bright. I've gone around the house again at night and you can see uh, quite well without getting a lot of bounce back or wash out. Uh, and I, and re, I don't know. The reality of that is I don't know how much something like that would really kind of affect you. Uh, that's another thing I'd like to do is go out to the desert or a range somewhere I can find one it says there well this is kind of a whole nother thing but anyway I'd like to go out shoot at night see kind of how the effects of it are with the light and with uh, with the laser so on a uh, kind of talking about the, the night shoots and, and, and doing things like that you know I used to go out to the desert quite a bit and there's still some places but a lot of them are getting taken away a lot of them are getting closed down. A lot of this stuff is BLM land. You know, out in Arizona, there's tons and tons of land that is, in some ways, it's fortunate that it's state-owned. In other ways, it's not because places where you could go out and shoot before and you could have your 
valid use, a legal, lawful purpose of that land is, is being taken away. And it seems like that once they sort of shut that stuff down, it's shut down for decades. They don't really ever bring it back. So uh, there are some places that are around where I can go. Uh, and I, uh, I may try and convince a buddy of mine to go out with me here one of these days. Maybe we can go out and do a little bit of night shooting and set some stuff up and kind of see what we're we'll uh we'll do with that what i'm curious about since i've never really done any low light or night shooting and that's a shame on me for not doing that is i want to see actually the effects of well if there is some muzzle flash well I, you know i take that back i have done some with a rifle uh and using a flashlight but and and i didn't notice uh, and i was using the ak and i didn't notice really any it wasn't like, oh, my precious night vision is taken away or anything like that because we, we weren't in pitch darkness. There was still light around us. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, but what I would like to do is go out and see the pistol and actually kind of with a pistol and actually kind of run a course of fire and do some stuff with some targets and see, well, how easy is it to acquire the target, that type of thing. Uh, I've talked about before. Uh, but I haven't gotten around to doing it. I do want to go down to the Tucson area and run uh, the uh, the match, the two-gun action challenge match that Ian and Carl do. And I want to get down there before it's 500 degrees out. I don't I don't know if I want my first time to be in the super hot weather. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's the best way to do it is to kind of challenge myself. I do though need to have some more. Oh, I guess competition gear. And I don't know if maybe I'll try and make some of the holsters and stuff I can, I, I know I can make for myself. Um, some of the other stuff like mag holders and things like that, if I don't want to go the Kydax route, I may actually try and make and sew those. If I do, I will put some videos up on there and maybe post some stuff to Instagram. You know, that's another thing, speaking of videos. Uh, I did see a thing today, and it was called uh, UTE Tube or something like that, which I think stands for, no, no, UGE, I think that's what it is, Utah Gun Exchange, something like that. I haven't uh, gone over and checked it. I just saw a little blurb on on there about that, and supposedly it's going to be a a gun-friendly place where you can go and post videos or at least watch videos. Uh, again, I don't. I haven't checked anything out, so I don't know um, on that type of thing. And again, if it's if it's just sort of a repro- a repros- uh, okay, say the words right. If it is a repository, there we go, of information, of video information. I think. You know, maybe some of the big channels will put them out because they're just going to do that anyway. I don't know. It almost seems like it's a mirror site for some stuff because they're saying, oh, you can, you put the URL where it's at and then it, it, it ports it over. So I don't know if once you do that, if it, and I don't know if, if I'm using the right terminology, if it kind of downloads it over there and, and, um, and, and, caches it on their site Uh, you know I have no idea on that stuff but it will be uh, an interesting thing to see kind of what shakes out and who stays 
around and, and uh, what becomes prominent. It will be an interesting thing with YouTube if uh, how they crack down, what they're going to do, all that type of stuff. So uh, anyway, I'm uh, coming to a place where I need to stop. So what I think I will do is I will end the uh, segment for right now and shift her into park here. And uh, I will pick up later today or maybe tomorrow and get the show out on Sunday with part two. All right. I'll uh, see you guys in a couple of seconds. Okay, and I am back. It's actually a couple of days later. It's actually Monday today, which is the 30th of April, 2018. So I wasn't able to get as much done as I would like to. We had some stuff that was kind of going on that kind of captured my attention there. Anyway, one of the things I was talking about before was a new video site, and that was UGE Tube, which stands for, I guess, Utah Gun Exchange. So I have uploaded a couple of my videos over there and the way that they do it over there you can either upload them or you can import them so if you have a bunch of stuff on YouTube you can go ahead and just put your video URL in there and then it it ports it over the interesting thing about it though is it did have like a YouTube logo on the bottom uh, on the couple of things that I had uploaded up uh, uploaded to UGE tube it'll be interesting to see if this kind of platform sticks around. It's it's relatively simple. It has a look that's very similar to YouTube and layout and all that type of stuff. So who knows whether or not this thing will stick around or whether they'll get sued by YouTube or something like that for saying the layout is too similar. Anyway, the channel is the same channel. The channel name is the same thing on YouTube. So it's every blade of grass. So if you go over to and if I'm, I'm looking at the URL now, it's basically, uh, I think you can just type in UGE tube and that'll pop you up over there. Uh, but if you actually look at the URL that I'm looking at now, it's videos.utahgunexchange.com. So, I, you know, I don't know. We'll kind of have to see on there. When I first uploaded some stuff or was looking for it, I had searched out for it and it was kind of lower down on the list which you know i guess is kind of uh normal for that type of thing but anyway go ahead and check that stuff out let's talk a little bit about politics and this segment will probably only be maybe i don't know 10 minutes or so tops and then we'll go ahead and wrap up the show for today it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this upcoming election now as many of you guys know i am libertarian. Uh, so I, I I still, though, have a interest in what the Democrats are doing and an interest in what the Republicans are doing, because those are the people that are in power. Those are the people that are going to put new legislation out or try and either lift restrictions or impose new restrictions, especially on us in the Second Amendment community or in the gun culture. If we look at what's happening kind of in the Republican Party, there are approximately, I think it is about 18 to 20 Republicans that are going to be stepping down and that are not going to 
they're either retiring or they're saying that we're not going to run anymore, that type of thing. Whether those guys are going to go get some crony capitalistic job somewhere, you know, who knows. Uh, but basically, I think it's, um, of course, Paul Ryan, a Speaker of the House, is stepping down, which he was never really a friend to us. It's funny, a lot of people will say, oh, he kind of betrayed us, but you would sort of have, in order for somebody to betray you, they kind of have to be on your side. And I never really felt that guy was on our side. Uh, but anyway, in 2018, there are, well, let me, let me just, I'll read off a list of the names, because if I say the number, it sounds like a lot, but then when you read the names, it's actually kind of crazy how many of them are actually going. So there is, uh, I think, Trey Gowdy, who a while back, you know, was saying that he was done. And then there was, and then like I said, Paul Ryan. But there's also Bob Goodlett, Pat Berry, Lamar Smith, Daryl Isel, Dave Reichert, Charlie Dent, Frank, I think Lobiondo is how you say it. Uh, Rodney Friedlingheisen, some of these names are a mouthful, uh, Sam Johnson, Bill Schussler, Lynn Jenking, Ileana ross Lettinen, I think is how you say it, Greg Harper, Tom Rooney, Jeb Hunstarling, Ryan Costello, Dave Trott, Ted Poe, and John Duncan. And then there were also a couple of others that were Republicans that got caught up in some type of uh, uh, two separate like sex scandal type thing. So uh, those guys are going. So basically, we have a huge number of those guys that are going to be leaving. Now, in some of those things, they're, maybe they're leaving kind of super red states. So the person that's going to be replacing them uh, is not necessarily, uh, it's not like we're in danger of losing a Republican seat on there. But one of the things that I think is going to happen, and if we look at sort of what's happened in politics the last year and a half or whatever, I guess, so far, since um, Trump got in, what we're going to see, I think, in this upcoming election is that the Democrats have just been so, what's the word I'm looking for, whipped up into a frenzy. They've been, and, and the news has been constantly deluged with how Trump is horrible and this, that, and the other thing, and he's the super racist, and he's, you know, he made Hitler look like Gandhi type thing. So I think what's going to happen is every Democrat worth his salt, and then even people who normally wouldn't care about stuff and maybe wouldn't get involved politically are actually going to get involved politically this go-around. Basically, if nothing else, just to strike a blow, you know, a quote-unquote blow at Trump and to try and lessen his power or, or to undermine his base type thing. And I don't know if, again, I haven't really heard too much about the actually amount of people that are retiring. And I don't know. It, it, it seems like this is a huge number. Maybe this, some, this is a type of thing that seems to happen a lot. However, you have to kind of wonder, with this many of them leaving, it's kind of like rats are leaving the sinking ship type thing. Do they know something maybe we don't know? Do they want to put some distance between themselves and Trump so that they can get some cushy job or get some lobbying job later on down the road? I, you know, I don't know. In my opinion, what I think is going to happen is that we are probably going to see the Democrats take over the House 
And I don't know if they'll take the Senate, but I think they may take the House. And the question becomes then, well, what does that mean for us? So in the next few months, we'll, and, and, and we're going to talk about this mainly from the lens of Second Amendment stuff, what restrictions are going to come down. You're not going to really see anything as far as anything getting list, uh, lifted or lessened. We're not going to see stuff like, oh, the Hearing Protection Act is coming back or reciprocity is coming back. We might see some stuff at certain state levels where they're going to do more for arming teachers in schools, things like that, or, or having certain people come in. I saw a thing on, I think it was maybe on uh, an article on Vice or something like that that was popped up in the Facebook feed about how they were showing kind of, uh, these are these are some training programs that teachers are going through. And of course, it kind of looked like, you know, monkeys humping a football a little bit. It was sort of in a good light or sort of in, not, I wouldn't say a good light, maybe sort of in a neutral light, but they made sure to show, and again, I'm sure they had hours and hours of footage, but they made sure to show a guy that was running through and he stumbled and fell and, you know, and he swept his partner and all this other stuff. Now, of course, they're using simunition guns and they're, you know, kind of masked up and everything. And then they have the uh, reporter, and she kind of goes through the stuff. And she, in the scenario that she's in, she goes in, and of course they end up getting the bad guy. They end up getting the shooter, but she gets shot in the stomach. And then it, they have a thing where she's playing the victim, and they're kind of making the, it's almost a throwaway comment, but they make the comment of, well, we're going to see if they're only going to shoot the people that they're supposed to shoot. And in that scenario, she didn't get shot. They, again, shot who would be considered the school shooter. But, it, and it's a subtle thing that they're doing. And if you and if you were just kind of watching it, you don't really sort of see the engineering of, of that video and what they're doing and sort of the subliminal stuff that's kind of coming through. And when you watch this stuff and are around it as much as I've been around it, you kind of get a sense for what they're doing and sort of that underlying story that they're telling and some of the stuff that they're pushing through. So the thing like where they're saying, oh, you know, who's, they have the thing with the teachers, like, oh, if you see, and one of the lines they said was, if you see somebody with a gun, you just shoot them. And so what that kind of leads you to think maybe in your head is like, well, wait a minute, if there's other teachers that are armed and, and the police are coming through or other teachers are coming through, are they going to shoot the, 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 the quote unquote good guy? Are they going to shoot the wrong guy? Are they going to shoot victims? And that's what they were saying too, is the potential for the armed person. So in, in this case, the teachers, the potential for them to shoot another student or to be confused is very, very high. And again, one thing that they did at the end is they did say, oh, these teachers are going through, you know, like it was uh, in this particular case, it was like 133 or 135 hours or something like that. So, but anyway, I thought that it, you know, for, for what you're going to get uh, and for some of the stuff that I've seen on Vice in the past, it's generally not been too pro-gun. It's generally had a very kind of left-leaning slant to it and it used to be i think when vice very first started out their stuff was more let's just go get the story let's find out what's happening and let's not really try and push an agenda and what i've seen the last few things that i've that i've watched 
was so slanted to the left and the people that are kind of in charge of it now or the ones that are making the decisions are very left-leaning. So I don't know. Some people may disagree with me, but the, that's kind of what, I, what I've seen and kind of my take on it. So I think, like I said, I'm going to wrap it up. I don't want to ramble on too much. Go over and check out that the uh, Utah Gun Exchange Tube or UG, UGE Tube. Right now it's just, it says it's in beta. So I, again, I don't know. I think that the clock ran out on YouTube. But when I go over there and look at stuff on YouTube, I'm still seeing tons of gun videos. I'm not hearing a lot of chatter from some of the bigger gun channels saying, okay, now we're done, now we're gone. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see on there. I think there's been a couple maybe that what they did is they went and made all their videos private. They did all this other stuff, you know, so unless you were maybe previously subscribed, you know, I, I don't know. Again, I like I said, on YouTube, I'm not a big content provider at all. However, now that I do have the platform, this UGE. Oh, and that's another thing. I still, even though Full30 put some stuff out saying we're going to allow you to... Uh, we're going to open up our, our platform. And I've seen some more, it seems like there has been some more content providers on there, but I haven't gotten anything on there either in the email. Uh, and I haven't gotten anything or seen anything on my account when I go in there that says, okay, upload these, you know, you can now upload videos, that type of thing. So we're going to see what's going to happen with that. With uh, Utah Gun, uh, uh, I'm just going to call it UGE, they do have stuff for monetization. They have stuff for advertising. They have, you know, all sorts of junk. So it looks like they're trying to kind of from the jump, make it to where if you're a content provider, you'll be able to monetize your stuff if you want. Uh, and that if you're an advertiser, they're going to make it to where it's relatively easy. So again, you know, who, who knows what's going to do? Um, the stuff that I've looked at and kind of gone through, it looks like there's actually starting to get some some decent views on there. I'm going to try and pull up my channel and see. So uh, if I pull mine up, the two videos that I have are, you know, I've got one that has 16 views. I have another one that has 10 views. Uh, one of them is when my daughter was little and I took her out shooting a 22. That's only about 30 seconds long. And then my other one is when I uh, was getting ready to go out to um, do an apple seed shoot and it's the swivel stud install. So again, go over there on uh, UGE Tube and check that stuff out. Give them a view, leave a comment, uh, join up over there. If you've got some videos that you got over on YouTube, uh, go ahead and port them over. And maybe that's something that um, we can grow and we can have some kind of a, a quote-unquote safe space for us to go into. And I'm sorry, I, I, I know I'm kind of... Uh, a little disjointed. It's a little bit later at night and I'm a little rambling. I didn't really have much of a plan, but I did want to get some stuff out here. So I apologize kind of for the quality of the stuff. Oh, I did get, and I'm going to have to see if I can't pull this up here. We did get a bit of feedback. So I did get a little bit from Google Voice. And so what we'll do is we will go ahead and uh, play that here in a second. But basically it was, I was talking about two on the last thing, like, well, now that back page is kind of gone, what are some different sites or what are some different things other than maybe just going to a gun show? Is there other things that people know about that could be an alternative to being able to have sort of a gun classified section 
uh, online some type of presence. So let's go ahead and we'll play that now. Well, this goes to Firearms Cafe. And in uh, your last podcast list, you talked about selling stuff and uh, back page being gone. Well, there is a thing called Arms List, A-R-M-S-L-I-S-T. Let me just pull it up. They do have people in Arizona. I just put in Arizona in their search engine, and I found, uh, you know, five or six pages of entries. So I did investigate it in the past, never used it because I was able to sell what I wanted at a gun show. But nonetheless, uh, you put your thing up. I don't think they charge anything, and the whole thing um, works well and is pretty easy. Um Hope that helps. Have a great day. Love the podcast. All right. Well, thanks very much for the uh, the research you did on kind of on my behalf and on the behalf of our other listeners that are out there. And I, I don't know how it worked in other states. I I'm a, I assume that Backpage is the same in uh, Florida, is the same in Utah, is the same in Arizona, same in Texas. And as long as they're in those states, as long as, and I'm not, I know Arizona for sure, but I don't know about the other ones. But as long as you could still do private sales of firearms in those states, Backpage should probably have a listing for it. It was always listed, it was never listed under guns, it was always listed under sporting equipment. Uh, also, I didn't get a name, so uh, apologies for that, but hopefully you are still listening. I've never used Armless, and quite frankly, I think I kind of forgot about it. So I will definitely check that out and kind of see how that goes. I imagine that maybe as word gets out, that more and more people will go over there. So uh, like I said, I will go ahead and check that out. But again, thanks for sending that in. You guys heard that the quality was pretty decent on that. Uh, and so that was with Google Voice. With Google Voice, you are limited. I I want to say it's maybe only 90 seconds or something like that. So you've only got about a minute and a half. And that's why it's good sometimes either to do an email or if you'd actually like to have your voice on the show, go ahead and just record it on your phone and then email it to me. It's surprising how well, excuse me, something like an iPhone or just smartphones in general, phones, not phones. It's surprising how well they work and what kind of good quality you can get out of it. So, uh, what? Oh, I was going to say something. I just kind of flew out of my head. Okay, it flew back in. So, like I said, that was Google Voice. Now, a while back, uh, Jeff from uh, Texas had sent in some stuff talking about some alternatives to things like Google and Gmail and things like that. And I have started using... Uh, a, um, a web browser called Brave, which I actually pr I like pretty well. And what Brave does is it blocks a bunch of ads. It does certain things. Now, on certain, on certain sites, you have to kind of lower your shields, so to speak, to, if you still want to be able to watch certain things. So one of those is Full 30. When I tried to have all the shields up and have everything blocked, I couldn't really play the videos, either on my mobile stuff, so on the phone or iPad, uh, but on the computer as well. So I had to kind of lower the shields and kind of lower the settings on there. But generally on other sites, what it does is it it blocks out the ads. It doesn't allow you to be tracked. 
so I like that, and that's Brave. And you just download it and you use it uh, very similar to something like Fire, excuse me, Firefox or Safari, you know, those type of things. Also, um, and I think I got the Brave recommendation from Carl at Enrange TV. I think he was talking about that on one of his videos. The stuff that I got, for, the recommendation that I got from uh, Jeff was to use ProtonMail. And I have started using that. I've set up an account. And again, it's free. It's very easy. If you were maybe running a business or doing some other stuff and you wanted to use and have some of the, the uh, more of the features that those guys would have that, that ProtonMail could give you, you can pay for certain levels. Pulling it up here. But basically what ProtonMail does is it basically you have an encrypted uh, email account. They don't, they never show ads and they don't uh, what some would consider maybe um, invade your privacy. A lot of times with Google, they'll look at your subject matter or they can, I don't know if they look at your actual content in your email or how they do stuff, but a lot of times you, if you do an ad, if you um, sent an email off about, say something like, oh, I don't know, uh, Bluetooth speakers or something like that, then you're going to start seeing ads about for Bluetooth speakers. So anyway, this one I like it. You know, you have plenty of, of storage space, all this other kind of stuff. Uh, and so I think right now what I may do is I'll leave a link to it. But if you wanted to email me at the Proton address, it is monkey66 at protonmail.com. Again, monkey66 at protonmail.com. And I'm going to use that both for uh, Armed Ape and for Firearms Cafe stuff as well. Uh, I don't know. Eventually, I may go over and use that exclusively. I may keep both. I may keep my Gmail accounts as well. I don't know, but I like the ProtonMail. I like kind of like their sort of philosophy and, and how they kind of respect your privacy. I think, oh, where are they out of? I can't remember that. I think they're based out of Switzerland or something like that. But don't quote me on that. You can also use them with Android and uh, Apple applications and stuff like that. So... Uh, anyway, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show for tonight. Like I said, I know it was a little rambling. I'm kind of all over the place, but it is a little bit later at night. And I did want to get this stuff sort of in the canon and uh, published for you guys. So go ahead and uh, shoot me an email or uh, either at firearmscafe at gmail.com or I'd love to hear from some of you guys. You know, if it's just a quick hello you know, tell me, give me your, like your first name and what state you're from. And I can give you a shout out. And that way you, you know, you won't have to worry about anything. So all you have to say is like, you know, Steve from Utah or Bill from Texas or something like that. So, okay. One last thing before I wrap it up, as you guys know, and as our voicemail uh, person alluded to, I am out in Arizona. And one of the things that I'm a big supporter of is the Arizona Citizens Defense League. And a lot of times, I haven't really publicized it that much, at least this part of it. A lot of times when they have raffles and things like that, I'll go ahead and enter. It's a good way to donate. I've never won a raffle or anything like that. However, this latest one that I entered, it's, uh, it's like 10 bucks. It is the 
the Ruger, their little 9mm carbine. So I'm uh, keep your fingers crossed for me uh, that I can get that. But also, uh, it's uh, it's if you want to, I think it's still up. They're they're only going to sell 300 tickets. The tickets are 10 bucks each, and I think you can be out of state and still win. I'm pretty sure you, so if you went over to Arizona Citizens Defense League, just Google that, or DuckDuckGo it, or StartPageIt, those are all different search engines that you can use that kind of protect your privacy. Go ahead and check that out, and if it's something that you think it might be worth $10 to maybe win that particular carbine, you know, go ahead and knock yourself out. All You don't have to be present there to win or anything like that, and they announce it, and you just contact them, and then they, they'll make all the arrangements through an FFL. So, anyway... Some people may say, well, why would I, if I live in Utah or if I live in Kentucky, why would I support those guys? Why would I give my money to that organization? And part of the reason is, and I've talked about this before in the past, is that what one organization is successful at doing, another organization in another state can kind of follow that blueprint and you can kind of get some stuff going. You can get some things kind of going your way you can put some pressure on your legislatures if you have kind of a big a big organization behind you unfortunately if five or six of us write in it doesn't really get much if they get though 30,000 emails and I think on this one of this last thing we got something like uh, I think there was about 35,000 emails having to do with what was going to happen as far as, you know, doing stuff with schools and some of the new legislation that was going to happen based off of the Florida shooting. And so we were able to, with the amount of emails and letters that came in, we were able actually to have uh, Arizona Citizens Defense League kind of get a seat at the table and kind of help craft and guide some of that legislation that would have otherwise been kind of detrimental to us. So anyway... Uh, like I said, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. If you want to contact me, shoot me an email at the Proton email. And again, it's uh, monkey66 at protonmail.com. There's also the Google Mail, which is firearmscafe at gmail.com. Uh, there is the Google Voice. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to get off and get away from Google a little bit. But, you know, when you're when it's free, it's free. Anyway, the voicemail is 206 745-2731. All right, guys, I will talk to you next time.